everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best free fantasy basketball tools and analysis on the entire internet, and DriveFantasy.com, where if you use the promo code WTB, you will get a $20 bonus on your first $20 or more deposit, ThriveFantasy.com. I'm your host, Katrin. Join me as always. This is my co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler? Michael, who should I draft? That's my question. Who should I draft? Who should I draft? Who do I draft? Which takes less characters, so I don't have to type as much when I put them into the podcast machine that sends them to our beautiful listeners who are listening right now. As the question of the hours, the question du jour, we are once again doing our who I draft series. And uh, if you're not familiar with that, doing a 12 team head to head league, even though you should be playing Roto this year, head to head league, eight cats. We are building a team off of the first round based on the ADPs on yahoo.com. These episodes are on patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And Exclusively for our Patreon subscribers, they will be getting reviews of the box scores for the preseason. So if you're into that kind of stuff, go to patreon.com slash watching the boxes. And over the next you know week or so, we'll be doing some mock drafts on twitch.com on our Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. So I recently did an auction draft if you wanted to go check that out. Um, I thought... It's a little shorter than you would think an auction draft should be because I left after like seven picks because I was down to a do- bunch of dollar players because I screwed up. But um, you know what? It's a good way to learn how not to screw up. And I do talk about a team who I thought drafted very well in that auction draft. So go check that out at twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. As you can see my beautiful face, which I mean, who doesn't want to see that? I have not trimmed my beard in nine months. So get ready for that. Um, but now tyler i'm ready for nba basketball which is like literally tomorrow um it is so 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 close so we need to talk about who do i draft whom do i draft whom maybe it should be whom do i draft i'm not really a grammar nazi because the thing i don't like about grammar nazis is that they're still nazis (laughs) no comment i have absolutely no comment i feel like that's not gonna end well no matter where i go with that joke so i'm just gonna let it i'm just gonna let it die here yeah, let that let that hang in the air for a while. Um, we're on the turn, the coveted turn. And sometimes I really enjoy picking on the turn. This season, though, not so much. I'm with you there. I just, man, there's just, there's a lot of uncertainty, I think, in this year, just in general. And so I, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I have a hard time feeling great about any player sometimes. <laughs> Yeah, um, and I think that's kind of the gist of when we were looking at who to take on the turn here is that I'm actually uncertain who is going to be available at 10 through 12. Like, I have no idea. And that's kind of how we're um, juxtaposing this is that we're talking about the royal turn. Um, Maybe we should call it the royal turn. Is that if you're on the turn this year, if you're after, if you're like pick 10 to pick 12, you're kind of up in the air going into the draft because you have, I actually have no idea. Usually it's like, okay, that's going to be gone. Giannis is going to be gone. Harden's going to be gone. Yada, yada, yada. 
Um, this year I've, I've seen Giannis pick out, picked outside of the top 12. Uh, we have Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard being picked out of the top 12. Um, we have Dame Lillard going as high as four or five. Uh, we have LeBron James and Trey Young still available on the turn sometimes, but sometimes they're not. And I don't know what advice to give to people other than if, you know, one of those top eight players falls to you, take them. Yeah, I'm with you there. And I, I've, I've actually seen Jokic slip a little bit, you know, kind of that 9-10 range in, in some drafts. So it all just depends on who you're drafting with and, and what players they like and what players they want. Um, yeah, I think this, this turn is always one of the toughest who do I drafts to do just because we don't ever really know who's going to be available and – you know, it gets even hairier as you keep going down because it's like, well, you know, if somebody reaches up for that player, this player that we like, and drafts them at the right value, then we're left with a lot of guys that could be a little bit scary. On the flip side of that, if there's a lot of reaches in those second and third rounds, you might be sitting pretty with, I don't know, Paul George. Uh, who knows? This is a very, very strange, weird draft, and that's why I'm really recommending people, and I will be publishing my tiers uh, and plateaus of my rankings. I'm really recommending people. How are you going to publish your tears after you cry them? Are you going to like take a um, picture of yourself and put them on the internet or Tyler, I might do that. I think it's perfectly acceptable to cry after a draft that you, you uh, fucked up on. If you want to see that, go to twitch.tv slash watching the boxes where you can <laughs> cry about my shitty auction draft. Uh, auction drafts are hard. Every auction is different. Um, and that's why it's really, really hard to, you know, the market is the market. If you don't get one of those top players. So this is actually a good question from that draft. It, and maybe this is not the moment to ask it, but I, I am interested to know the answer at some point. Um, when everybody is undervaluing the top players, what do you do? I think you got to 100% get one, if not two. Right. And, and I think you made the mistake of getting three or four in that draft, maybe. I got uh, Booker, I got Lillard and Cat, and then Booker was available, and I was like, oh, why not? I think he's like a top 12 player, uh, and that was probably a little too too hard. I went a little too hard. Right, and so at some point, you got to just let somebody else get a, get a relative value, I think, and that's really hard to do in an auction draft, especially if you're not experienced. Yeah, and on the flip side of that, thinking everybody's overpaying because you have a certain uh, thought process of what, what the market should be, blah, blah, blah. And then you sit around not getting anyone in the top 30, you're not going to have a good team either. So that's kind of the gist of it. If you want to listen to more of that, go to twitch.tv slash watching the boxes. There's also a podcast version of that same stream that it's in this feed. If you want to check that out, Tyler, I'm going to pretend the world is our oyster here on the turn. I am going to say when we're looking at our ADPs at anyone between 10 and 15. So if you're picking the 10th, 11th, or 12th spot, all those people are available at each one of the turns. I'm going to be a little stricter. We're not going to go higher, but also I'm going to say we have more options to choose from than usual. Here are the people who are available at 10 through 15. LeBron, Jason Tatum, Devin Booker, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Joel Embiid. Those are the only ones I'm even going to, I think, worth mentioning because I think those are the only guys on the turn that I'm interested in. Uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. I guess the issue would be if you get stuck down to 15. Um, do you want, you know, maybe Embiid gets picked. Do you want Jason Tatum or do you want to go with that Bradley Beal, Paul George? 
Jimmy Butler mix. Um, we can maybe talk about that at the end if you want. Sure. Um, personally, uh, and, and this is out of experience with some of the mock drafts, especially the industry mock draft that we um, that I was involved in that we put up as a podcast as we reviewed it earlier um, a few weeks ago, is that you do not want to leave the first three rounds without assists. So if available – I think on the turn, because by the time you get back to 34 through 39, all the point guards might not be gone. So maybe CP3, Drew Holiday, Kyle Lowry are still waiting around for you at 34, 39, but maybe not. Um, so uh, you are going to either you know, miss out on assists, or here's a better idea, get assists right now and get assists later. Why not? And that's what I'm going to recommend for maybe the first time in my entire life to draft LeBron James on the turn, uh, even though he's constantly uh, in that you know twelve to to twenty range by the end of the the year, even though he's getting older, um, there's going to be some resting, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This dude is points, rebounds, and assists, and I love it. I absolutely, uh, I think you need to get those assists this year more than ever. I'm going to recommend getting LeBron James uh, with with one of these picks on the turn. Yeah, they actually finished ninth in total values last year, so you know, there's there's still the upside to be elite. Um, there you go. To me, to me, I think, and it depends on where you pick, right? Because if you got to probably be picking tenth to get LeBron, which is going to leave you with out maybe you know that second great player. Um, I think ideally for me, if I if I get if I live in my own ideal world and I'm on the the exact turn, I'd love to get LeBron and Kawhi. I feel like that's yeah. my that's my ideal turn pairing. Um, but if I'm picking LeBron, I'm probably at 10. So I probably have to get somebody that's not Kawhi because he's probably gone by 15. Um, I also love Devin Booker this year. And I have Devin Booker as a first-round player. Um, so that's another guy that I don't hate picking. I like Booker as well. I think um, that really solidifies your assist very early if you have LeBron – um, and Booker. Um, I also think if you want to take a if you want to take a swing, Kawhi is a very good uh, uh, swing to take. So there's two guys here with some question marks: Kevin Durant and Kawhi Leonard, both of which could end up being top five. Is that is that is that crazy to say per game? Top five per game this year? Not per game. I mean, per game they could obviously be top five easy. Both of them. It could be. He could be number one. So if you want to compete with somebody who just picked up James Harden or Anthony Davis or Steph Curry, I think it's very important to take a swing with either Kawhi or Kevin Durant. Um, and that's why I'll probably end up with Kawhi, KD, and LeBron, and not Booker. But I I, I do like Booker. So Booker last year in totals was was in the top five. Nice. He was fifth in totals last year. I mean, he's just got in a really elite fantasy game, and um, the only thing he doesn't give you is blocks. He's at least you know a uh, average player in every other category, and he's you know got elite percentages, good threes, good points, good assists, and then he's average in rebounds and steals. So you like that. Um, so I, I guess the thing I'll say about this year too is. I definitely want quality over quantity for maybe the first time ever. Like, you know how big I am on looking at total rankings? Yep. Um, because I think in a normal year, we can predict a lot better. Like, 
what are the chances Blake Griffin gets injured this year? Pretty high, right? Like Blake Griffin gets injured every year, and that's no knock on Blake Griffin. That's just that's just what happens. Um, I think that even the safest players aren't that safe this year. Like you're looking at Damian Lillard, who's on straight Iron Man, right? Plays every game every year, just about. Um, if he would happen to get the COVID, he's out for at least two weeks. So any player at any moment could literally be out for two weeks. And so I, I'm much more into taking, even in a head-to-head league, someone who's a really good per-game player. Yes, and I actually, as a Roto player, usually focus on per-game stats because I'm talking about I'm more interested in getting quality starts more than really anything. So I, I do look at the per-game more often than not, which is why I'm recommending people play Roto because you don't have to worry about missing two weeks from, from COVID and losing two weeks because you happen to draft you know, uh, two guys from the same team. You just happen to have Chris Paul and Devin Booker on your team. All right. Uh, well, that's some pretty good picks, actually. But then the entire Phoenix Suns comes down with COVID, and you're you're left holding the bag. So um, that, that's not great. Um, so we're gonna have to solidify our turn here. I've got to say we're going with LeBron. We're going with we're gonna go with Kawhi. So we have an ideal situation here. LeBron and Kawhi once again, Tyler. Here, watching the boxes, we do not punt, we ignore. So what categories are we going to ignore after the first two picks? I think the answer, as usual, is none of them. Right. I'm not really ignoring anything yet. I mean, our free throws obviously aren't good with LeBron, but, I mean, Kawhi is just so good across the board. And, like, we're we're averaging blocks. I mean, we don't have an elite blocks guy, but, like, we get one big man who gets us two blocks a game, and we're pretty – pretty legit competing in that category. So I feel good about this build so far, just going anywhere. We can literally pick anyone at the next two picks. And I think that's what's really, really beautiful. And I think a lot of people go into a draft thinking, man, I'm going uh, to punt percentages and turnovers. Well, yeah, you and everybody else. All right. So, or I'm going to punt rebounds or I'm going to punt, I'm going to get all the rebound guys like Andre Drummond and immediately and, and Ben Simmons. Guess what? Someone, someone, someone else has already thought of this. Well, and and here's the other thing too. Like, I cannot be looking at a category and also be pretty good on it. So, like, I have a tendency in a, in any nine cat draft, unless it's roto, to to turn it into an eight cat league. Like, I just don't pay attention to turnovers. The the good players have the ball. The good players turn the ball over. Yeah. Um. That doesn't mean I'm always the worst person in turnovers. I'm just not paying at all attention to that category. Like, if I end up last, I end up last. If I end up first, I end up first. I just want the good value in the other eight categories. And that's kind of what we mean by ignoring. If if you listen to our Who Do I Draft with James Harden, uh, we ignored some of his actually really good categories. And I think we build a very interesting uh, team around James Harden that competes in most, if not all, categories. And you can do that with someone who's super elite like James Harden. Uh, in this particular case, uh, I think we want to build in a very sp- specific direction, but we don't have a specific direction right now because LeBron and Kawhi are good at pretty much everything, noting, as you already have, that free throw percentage is now a question mark. So if some bad free throw percentage guys present themselves at the turn in the round three and four, so picks 34 through 39, uh, then I'm very willing to take those guys because I'm already headed that way. So let's talk about who's available at 34 through 39. Andre Drummond. Okay. Hey, there you go. Chris Paul. Just, uh, J- Joseph Nurkic. I don't know why I can't say that guy's name. Uh, Brandon Ingram. De'Aaron Fox. Fred Van Fleet. Chris 
Middleton, D'Angelo Russell, Drew Holiday, Kyle Lowry, DeMontis Sabonis. That's probably all I want to mention here in this particular place. So we got LeBron, we got Kawhi, we got some really, really good players all the way across the board. We're really good at points. Uh, we're very, very good at assists. I kind of wouldn't mind getting another assist guy, but I think we definitely need a big. Yeah, I I personally like Nurkic here. I think Nurkic is a second round guy for me. So, um, to get him in the third round is great, especially at the end. Um, if you go to um, if you're looking at all the categories, right? You're looking at every single category. Nurkic is uh, per game in. Um, I am currently looking at nine cats. So let's get rid of that turnovers. Um, and Nurkic is overall twenty third per game so let's just say hypothetically i want to get rid of free throws um lebroni boy is fifth overall and nurkic is oh he's 20 seconds so it's not like a huge huge uh bump but you're talking about a guy who could be like 16 and and 10 with good assists uh, over a steal over a block maybe over a block and a half per game and that's blocks are hard to come by so do you like that pick? Well, and it builds up our, our field goal, right? We're going to be pretty darn good in the field goal, which I like. We got we get a percentage that we might be caring about a little bit. Um, I think the other place to go here is Chris Paul. Excellent. Why, I, I like Chris Paul. A lot of people uh, um, are kind of like letting Chris Paul slip all the way to 35. I think it's a little too low. Yeah, for sure. Chris Paul was outstanding last year. Now you can talk about he's had a little bit of an injury history and whatever. I just told you I'm more into the per-game stats this year. I'm looking at a guy who's going to be 18, 5, and 7 with one and a half steals and real good percentages and probably two threes a game. Like, sign me up for that. Um, I think that gives us a really good percentage. Like, you could go ahead and maybe say, well, guys, Andre Drummond's sitting right there. He's better at rebounds. Uh, he's better uh, at blocks. He's better at steals than Nurkic. Yeah, he, he is, but not by much. That's what I mean. Like I think I feel like Nurkic is an underrated steals and blocks guy, and Drummond isn't is a good steals and blocks guy himself. But I feel like Nurkic is competitive there, and Nurkic doesn't force us to absolutely one hundred percent punt our free throws and and lose that category probably every week. Yeah, you're getting uh, the difference between uh, a seventy eight. Uh, percent free throw shooter in Nurkic and a 56 percent free throw shooter in Drummond and you're getting basically the same stats minus kind of the, the really really good um, uh, field goal percentage that Andre Drummond gives you but we don't need to boost our field goal percentage that much when we're sitting here with uh, both Kawhi and LeBron and then field goal percentage we can figure that out later so I'm with you I think with LeBron and Kawhi, we're gonna. I think taking Nurkic here is a really good spot. Uh, Middleton is interesting here for me, just kind of as a, a across the board, all around player. Um, but if we're gonna go with a guard, and assists are rare after this, and we have a chance to boost our assists into the elite by getting LeBron and another assist guy, um, I think uh, CP3. Drew Holiday, those are good guys to uh, focus on. Let's go with let's go with your picks. Let's go with CP3. So then we're heading to another, you know, kind of turn that is wild, right? Like at this yeah. point, we don't really know who's going to be available. Uh, there's some 
some players we don't maybe necessarily love at this turn. Um, Correct. There's, there's a lot of options, right? And, you know, I think we do this maybe every year. We, we fall into liking some of the same players. But I feel like there's a couple different guys here that might fit this build a little bit better. So uh, we'll get into yeah. it. Let's and let's talk about what we want to focus on, what we don't want to focus on, because now is the time to do that when you're ignoring categories, right? I think we are first, like absolutely first in assists, probably first in steals as well. Um, I, I, I don't think there's too much of an argument about that. I like our points, I don't love our points. Um, our threes are lacking, and um, I would say our free throw percentage is lacking as well. So maybe we're not looking at three so much. Maybe we're not looking at free throws so much. Um, our blocks are fine. Rebounds are very good. Our points are very good. So do we want to boost points and rebounds here? Um, or do we want to like really hammer home? And I think this kind of allows us to look at someone who gets points, rebounds, or blocks in this particular space. Um, what, because our assists and steals are so elite at this point. So we think, I think we either need to go uh, a guard wing with threes or go for a rebounds blocks uh, big here at the um, four. Well, I guess not the fourth round, the fifth slash sixth round, which is a pick 58 through 63 in our um, made-up rules that we gave ourselves going into this turn pick let's look who is available michael porter jr clint capella brogdon tj warren tobias harris john wall mm, john wall maybe um the healed robert Cummington, and um miles turner potentially available in this spot here who do you like um I think we want a big man. So the question to me is, is it Jonas or is it Miles Turner? Personally, I'm, I'm kind of more in Jonas Valanciunas this year. Um, Jonas hit a, hit a few threes last year. Um, it'd be interesting to see if he tries to expand that a little bit more. He got up to 0.5, so maybe he goes for that a little bit more. But I, I feel like in that Memphis team, like he just needs to be a little bit more of a rebounder, play a few more minutes than he played in Toronto. Um, you're looking at 15 and 11 with a block. And that that just feels real juicy, you know, calling with our build and building up those those blocks, those rebounds, and just really hammering those home. Then with the second pick, man, this is where it gets tough. I almost want to pick Buddy Heel. Yeah, I think if I'm good, if we're gonna go with um, Jonas or, or Miles Turner, uh, which solidifies our rebounds, gives us some blocks to work with, especially Miles Turner. Neither one of them are great scorers. Like Jonas is a better scorer, obviously, than Miles Turner. I kind of want to pivot towards someone who scores. And I know we're maybe ignoring free throws, we're maybe ignoring threes, and that's kind of what um, you know, uh, Buddy Heal does. But well, Buddy Heal feel... doesn't really help you that much in the free throws because he doesn't shoot any. That's true. That's that's Buddy Heal though did. Buddy Heald could get us a steal a game. He's been kind of hovering around that. He could get us five rebounds, and he could get us – he got average a career high three assists last year. So Exactly. Very nice rebounds from a guard. Very good points at this stage in the draft. And now something we were kind of mediocre at, like threes, we're probably back in the middle of the pack, if not a little bit ahead of that. Right. And so I, I just kind of like those two picks, you know, kind of pivoting a little bit. Zigging when others are zagging maybe. 
Um, and I think you can maybe, um, you know, something we recommend, you know, pay attention when you're drafting, look around, do some uh, analysis of the other players that are being picked and their team makeups. Maybe, um, uh, you know, one or two guys really hoarded up on threes and no one else is good at threes here. So, uh, you know, if eight, you know, 10 teams are bad at threes and now you're in the middle of the pack, you're going to win a, a, almost half of those battles in threes, even though you're not very good at threes. But you you didn't punt from the beginning one particular category. So, you know, Buddy Heal's lack of steals and blocks doesn't matter because you have a block. You have blocks, guys, and you have a lot of steals. His lack of assists don't matter because you have a lot of assists right now with um, LeBron and uh, CP3. So it is okay to get Buddy Heald at maybe maybe you're overpaying for him at uh, you know 62 62nd pick in the draft. But so what? Uh, I like that. I think we're gonna go with Jonas or Turner, whoever's available, and Buddy Heald to get that scoring and three pointers. And now I think down here at the end of the seventh, beginning of the eighth round, we're talking about the 82nd. 87th pick the end of the first plateau the beginning of the second plateau there's not a lot of really good guys here but i do think this is a good opportunity to take a chance on someone maybe take one solid pick of a guy who's being overlooked who often finishes in the top 75 and uh, a, a guy who you think has the best ceiling in this class of players and these are the players that are available to us here at 82 through um, you know, 87. We are talking about Colin Sexton, Daniello Gallinari, Kimbo Walker, Aaron Gordon, OG Ananobi, Neil Carter Jr., Blake Griffin, Brooke Lopez, Al Horford, Brandon Clark, Ricky, your boy Ricky Rubio, uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich, the Atlanta version, Tyler. Um, I think I want to, in my opinion, I want to go with one kind of risky ceiling guy here and maybe one guy that I know is definitely going to finish in the top 80 and get my value out of an, uh, someone I'm picking in the 80s, but definitely going to finish above that. Yeah, I'm with you there. Um, who do you like, I guess, out of all those players? I think we've talked a lot about uh, Gallo and Brooke Lopez is being um, overlooked, especially Brooke Lopez. Um, and that will give us some extra blocks, even though, and our points are pretty solid here. So, like, they're not, uh, with, with Buddy Heel bumping our points up, I think it kind of allows us to take Brooke Lopez. Um, and, and Brooke Lopez, you know, two, three pointers a game, two and a half blocks a game. You're not going to find two and a half blocks anywhere else. So that would really give us a, a team that was like elite in blocks, elite in steals, elite in assists, uh, top tier in rebounds, uh, top tier in points, not bad at uh, uh, three-pointers, not bad at free throws. I mean, that's seven out of the eight categories. Yeah, for sure. Um, man, you know, this this always gets to be an interesting spot for me. Um, maybe in this particular league, I'm looking at a guy like Al Horford. Just feel like he's another good, like kind of across the board producer. That Thunder team's gonna need somebody, right? He had a down year in Philly last year, like a lot of Philly guys did. He still averaged almost a steal, almost a block, seven rebounds, four assists. I kind of like him in this this particular build. Yeah, I think um, both those guys are pretty pretty safe, um, and definitely going to give you more value than where you're picking them at. Um, on the flip side of that, let's take a let's take a like a swing. 
because why not? I don't think we've taken a real true swing yet in this particular draft. So some of the guys I like in that to taking a swing is is uh, Danielle Gallinari, high ceiling, some risk. Brandon Clark. Um, I don't know about his minutes, but his permanent value is very sexy. Um, and then a guy you really, really like that we did not mention who's being drafted much, much lower than this, Josh Richardson. Yeah, so I've been taking Richardson um, in the in the 80s, 90s range. I just think Richardson's in for a career year in Dallas. Like, everybody shot a better three-point percentage playing off Luka last year. Josh Richardson is young. I mean, he's 27. He's right in the middle of his prime. We've seen him in that last year in Miami, you know, be a kind of across-the-board fantasy producer. Would it shock me if he averaged, you know, 16, 4, and 4 with – 1.1 steals and 0.7 blocks like not at all i think he's going to hit more threes this year too he's probably going to be in that two to two and a half range like i think josh Richardson is just going to be really good and i think everyone's kind of sleeping on him yeah uh i it, the only reason i wouldn't take josh richardson here maybe is because i think he would fall to me i mean that's a lot of a lot of picks between the uh <laughs> yeah, and yahoo like his adp is 122 so yeah, exactly I, I don't like to let him slip much past 100 just because I feel like, you know, that to me is flyer range. So, like, anything past 100 in a standard draft, the pick's interchangeable. I like that. I like taking a swing here. Whoever you personally think is got the best ceiling here just in the entire draft. Maybe somebody slipped to you in this particular moment. Uh, maybe, uh, I don't know, you think Riddle Card Jr. is going to have the best year of his life. I kind of don't, but uh, and he happens to be here, go, go for it, I guess. Uh, maybe you think Jared Allen's way better than uh, you ever dreamed of. So... That's kind of our advice here is go with a safe pick like Lopez or Horford. Go with a swing like Brandon Clark, Gallo, or Josh Richardson, or maybe whoever your uh, you know player du jour is. Because it's a long, long time between the the eight the beginning of the eighth round and the uh, and your ninth and tenth round pick, the end of the ninth round, end of the tenth round. That's a lot of players off the board. So now's the time, last chance, take a swing. Especially if like you want to, I don't know, you want to get crazy with Alfred Payton because you think he's going to play a ton of minutes under Tibbs and he's going to get a lot of assists like go for it like I, if your head-to-head league has triple doubles or double doubles maybe Alfred Payton is a pretty good pick here at uh you know pick 80 you know 685 so I actually like this turn the turn's a little weird this year um personally if I have a choice I don't think I want to pick on the turn this year because I don't love this team but this is a very solid build if you have if you have to pick on the turn in the first round we went with LeBron for sure to get those assists uh, and then we said, you know, take the best player available here. Uh, is it Kawhi? Is it Devin Booker? Did someone slip out of the the top tier like Giannis? Uh, Who slipped out of their dress? It, maybe someone did. Maybe someone slipped right out of that dress. Uh, LeBron and Kawhi uh, or Booker here is get those points up, you know. And then in the end of the third, beginning of the fourth, we went with Nurkic to get our blocks, to get our big man stats, and we decided to double down on assists and guard. Um, uh, stats with CP3. We think CP3 is going to have a very nice year in Phoenix. At the end of the fifth, beginning of the sixth round, uh, we once again went with a big. We wanted to get some more blocks. There wasn't a lot of blocks left on the board. If Jonas or Miles Turner is left on the board, let's go with them. And then we went with Buddy Heald to get some uh, more points, solidify our good stats, and then bump our three pointers up 
Uh, the stats that Buddy Healed is bad in are the stats that we were great in. So instead of leaning into our great stats, we decided to boost some of our mediocre stats. That way we guarantee ourselves five different categories that we would win every year. At the end of the seventh, into the eighth round. Every year. Every year. Every year. You heard me. Every it's year. Like, I think we meant week. Every week. Every week. Yeah, that's the one. I play in uh, yearly leagues. They're called oh. They're called Roto Leagues, and they're much, much better than head-to-head. So maybe go ahead. And Never heard of that. You'll have to explain it to me sometime. Uh, maybe I will. Um, at the end of the seventh, end of the eighth, we went safe with a Blopez or Horford, and then we took a swing with Brandon Clark, Gallo, or Josh Richardson. Solid, solid draft on the turn. I hope this helps you guys out. I hope you enjoyed our Who Do I Draft series. If you have feedback, comments, maybe guys you picked on the turn, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter. You can find me at Watch the Boxes. Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can find me at Tyler P. Watts. Excellent. we got a lot more content coming. We have more content on Patreon.com slash Watching the Boxes. You can help support the show. Uh, we have a Twitch channel, Twitch.tv slash Watching the Boxes, where I'm going to be doing a lot more mock drafts. And if you really want to support the show and play Daily Fantasy, ThriveFantasy.com. Use that promo code WTB when you sign up. You'll get free $20 with your first deposit of $20 or more. Tyler, we have so much to do, so many more people to draft. So let's get out of here. Thanks for joining us, everybody. And we will see you very soon. Stop.